We're in our series entitled The Ecclesia. The Ecclesia. First time attendees, you, you come here for Easter. Thank God for you. We're so glad that you're here today. You came on a good day. You came on a good day. We're in the series entitled The Ecclesia. We're going to go part seven of the kingdom keys. Part seven, the final kingdom key. Next Sunday, we're going to continue. And we're going to legislate in Jesus' name. We're going to prophetically make legislation in Jesus' name next Sunday. And so I'm very excited about that. Matthew chapter 18, uh, 16, the Bible says that Jesus says, Upon this rock I will build my ecclesia, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it, the thing that I build. And whatsoever, I'm giving you the keys of the kingdom, and whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. I'm giving you the keys of the kingdom. If you want to know how to prosper and function in the kingdom, you have to understand the kingdom keys. One key doesn't fit everything, but there is a key that fits a lot of things. And I want to talk about that kingdom key today. And that final kingdom key that we're going to discuss in this series of the ecclesia is this. The name of Jesus is a key of the kingdom. The name of Jesus is a key of the kingdom. Watch this. Everything in his name is accessible. And everything that opposes his name is beneath him. And when you recognize the kingdom key of the name of Jesus, y'all, I want you to do something. On the count of three, I want you to say your name. One, two, three. You see, nothing happens at your name. On the count of three, I want you to say your mama's name. You ready? One, two, three. Now, some of you had some trauma show up at the name of your mama. But by and large, nothing happens at your mama's name. I want you to say your grandmama's name on the count of three. You ready? One, two, three. That's a powerful name if you had a, a, a grandmother like I had. But there's not real power that sits behind your grandmother's name. But on the count of three, I want to name a name today. You ready? I'm talking about the kind of name that all of heaven stands in attention at. I'm talking about the name that all of hell trembles at. I'm talking about the name that trees wave in honor of and birds sing as praise and as, as a sign of how awesome he is. I, I want to say the name that brings everything into alignment and everything that is beneath him is beneath him and everything that is raised above him can be lowered down by him at the power of his name. On the count of three, let's say his name. You ready? One, two, three. Jesus. Ah, kings and kingdoms. We'll all pass away, but there's something about that. It is the sweetest name I know. Anybody understand that everything in that name is accessible to me? And everything that opposes that name has to come under the power of that name. Let's talk about what a name is. So what is a name? By definition, it is a word or set of words by which a person or a thing is known, addressed, or referred to. When you talk about a name, CJ, can you give me a little more monitor right here? When you talk about a name, it is a word or a set of words by which a person, a thing is known, addressed, or referred to. In other words, this speaks to something being distinctive. 
You see, I can say your name and it will draw your attention. Even if there are four or five Timothys or four or five Joshuas in the room, that it does not matter if the name Joshua is mentioned, immediately it creates distinction and you will absolutely turn your head. At the tone of my voice, I'll say, baby girl, and right there sitting on the front row to my far left, sitting there looking pretty today, by the way, baby. And sitting over there, immediately she understands who I'm speaking to because it is distinct distinctive the power of a name not only is it distinctive but watch this it is also defined as a word by which other things are named to under named to under jurisdiction so a name speaks of distinction but it also speaks of authority let me explain that to you if I was to say baby girl which I don't really say that I usually say baby girl Okay, immediately I'm creating distinction and she knows that I'm speaking to her. But there are times in my house when my son is upstairs acting a fool. <laughs> acting a fool. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Yep. Acting crazy. Lost his ever-loving mind. And she, as a young girl, she would come down and start be crying and say, Daddy, you don't understand. No one's out there doing that. And nobody And I would look at her and go, well, go up there and beat him up. <laughs> and she would go up there and beat him up. And then, and then he would get mad and he would overpower. He'd never hit her. But he would always overpower her to let her know, you can swing all you want to, but I will hurt you. You might want to calm down. She would come back downstairs crying even more and look at me and say, Dad, you don't understand. I tried him. He's not listening. He's not paying attention to what I'm doing. And then I would say, you tell him I said. You tell him I said. Now she's walking up not in her own jurisdiction. She's now walking in the jurisdiction of the one who pays these bills. The one who brought you into this world. The one that will take you out of this world. The one that will help you be concussed in Jesus' name. The one that will rip his belt off and quote the scripture, spare the rod. Spoil the child. The one that will beat the generational curse of rebellion right up out of you. The one that will beat you naked and hide your clothes. You understand? The one that will knock your teeth down your throat, make you chew your food like this. Oh, I'm sorry. Woo, woo. God, I'm having flashbacks. I'm having flashbacks of his childhood. Oh, Jesus. So she would get up there and she would dry her eyes and all of a sudden she would begin to stomp up the steps with all kinds of sass. Because she's no longer walking in her power. She's now walking in my authority. Why? Because she has my name. You tell him, this is not your opinion. You tell him, I said. So now she walks in the authority of using her father's words. Daddy told me to tell you. If you, fill in the blank. It's the power of authority. See, God created this earth. But then he looked at Adam and said, I want you to manage this garden. And what's this? In the scriptures, in the book of Genesis, he looked at Adam and said, now you go and name the animals. 
And the scripture says that God watched Adam to see what he would name what he gave him to manage. This is why you and I have to be careful what we name our children. This is why you and I have to be careful what we name our marriage. This is why you and I need to be careful what we name our, even ourselves. Anytime you attach the I am to your life, be careful what I am you're speaking. I am depressed. I am sick. No, I am healed. I am walking in the joy of the Lord. Because, watch this, not because of my own authority, but because he's given me the keys of the kingdom and now I walk in the jurisdiction of his name. He watched to see what Adam would name the animals. He may have created it, but you have the power to name it. What, what I love about this concept of name is the, the word name actually is not by itself because there is things in a name. So, so what's in a name? Inside of a name are names. There are other names that attach itself to names. Y'all okay? So when we named our son Noah, I looked up, him and I, we looked up the definition of our son's Noah, his name. And his name means peaceful. His name means restful. In Hebrews chapter 11, it says that by the faith of Noah, he and his family were saved. So when it was time to name the name of Noah, we wanted to name him something that would become the identity of him, not the personality of him. I want his personality to take on his identity. I don't want his identity to take on his personality. So every time we would call Noah, what we were saying was, peaceful, come here. Because it was in the name. Every time we would tell Noah, it's time to eat, what we were saying was, peaceful, it's time to come sit at the table. Every time we would go to bed and we would pray, the pray, we would pray our prayers laying in bed, and I would call his name Noah, what I was really saying was, I'm calling in restfulness into this room when I named his name because restful is in the name. It's in the name. And it is amazing how many times over the 21 years of his existence where we've seen him walk in seasons that have tried to be contrary to what his name is. But the problem is we named him that. And everything that's in this, his name, he either lives up to or down to. Okay? One of my favorite names in the Bible, female names, is Hannah. The name Hannah, it literally means favor of the Lord. Every time her mother and father would call her, they were calling favor into their life. Because favor was in the name of Hannah. This is why God changes certain names. He changed the name of Jacob, which means uh, uh, heel catcher or trickster. And he changed his name to Israel, which means promise. He changed the name of Abram to Abraham because he didn't want them to continue. He changed the name to Gideon because he wanted him to become a mighty man of valor because his identity was rooted in what was in his name. So when I call a name, I am summoning the attachments. Yeah. 
Do you hear what I'm saying this morning? When I call the name, I'm summoning all the attachments. What you call in me will show up. Full transparency. There's two sides to me. I'm going to preach me now, okay? I ain't going to talk about y'all because there's about four or five sides of some of y'all. But there are two sides to me. There's the king, but there's also the criminal. And whichever one you call will answer. I know, I know y'all need me to be in the collar, but I'm just telling you, I ain't that far. I ain't that far yet. Y'all keep praying for your wicked brother. Because I will pray for you, but I will also cut you. You understand? I will praise the Lord, but I also have a peace. That will not, that will pass through your understanding. Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay. I need to shut up. I need to shut up. This homeboy, I know. That was off the cuff, but that was good right there. Yeah. This homeboy packs more than a praise. You understand what I'm saying? Hallelujah. Uh, I, I love God, but, but he, he's still working on me to make me what I ought to be. Because there's two sides to me. And whichever one you call will show up. Because you are summoning the attachments. Inside of every name are attach, attached names. I'm going somewhere. So a name represents distinction and authority. What's in a name are other names that create attachments to that name. Now let's talk about the name. Hmm. Jesus said, in my name. When we're to pray, we're to pray in Jesus' name. In his name. Watch this. In the Gospel of Luke chapter 10, verse 17, the devils were powerless because of his name. In the Gospel of Mark chapter 16, demons were cast out in his name. In Acts chapter 3, we see healings occur by the power of his name. In the book of Acts chapter 4 and Romans chapter 10, salvation comes in his name. In Matthew 28, we are baptized in his name. In 1 Corinthians 6, we are justified in his name. In Colossians chapter 3, everything we do and say is done in his name. In Proverbs chapter 18, we find out that his name is a strong tower that righteous men and women run into and are saved. And that's what is happening in his name. Old Testament names are, are names of God like Jehovah Jireh, which means provider. Jehovah Nisi, which is his banner. Jehovah Shalom, which is peace. Jehovah Tehitsinu, which is righteousness. Jehovah Shema, which means he's present. He's a present peace right there. Jehovah Mikadesh, which means sanctifier. Jehovah Rothi is my healer. Jehovah Roha is our shepherd. You don't have to know all those big theological Hebrew names because we find out in the book of Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, that he is a child is born and a son has been given and the government 
shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. In the book of Philippians chapter 2, therefore God has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at that name of Jesus every knee should bow of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. In the name. In the name of Jesus. The Gospel of Luke chapter 14 tells us that whatever we ask in his name, he would, see there are way too many of us that are asking God to do things that aren't in his name. There are some things that, that, that are not attached to the power of that name. In John chapter 16, we says, until now you have asked for nothing in my name. Ask and you shall receive that your joy may be full. Watch this. There are 952 attachments to the name of Jesus. That's why it's the master key. Because there are 952 attachments. When I name the name of Jesus, there are 952 other things that come rushing with it. Do you understand the power of his name? This is why heaven stands in attention. Because when you say Jesus, 952 things in the heavenly go, well, what part of Jesus are they looking for? What part of Jesus are they wanting? And all of hell is going, oh my God, what part of them are going to cast out of us today? What issue are they going to overwhelm us with today? What part are they going to conquer with us today? There are 952 options of that name that have been attached to it. Can I give you some? Two of you, okay. You about to, you about to eat? Can, can I give you some names? Can, can I break his name down with attachments from A to Z? From A to Z. He's the author of our faith. He's the banner to them that fear him. He's the captain of the host of the Lord. He's our defense. He is our exceeding great reward. He is the first begotten of the Father. He is the God of my salvation. He is the habitation of justice. He is the I am. He is the just one. He is the kinsman redeemer. Good Lord have mercy. I guess we're going to redeem the sound. Hallelujah. He's the kinsman. Somebody really needed to hear that one, I guess. He's the kinsman redeemer, one of my favorites. He's the lion of the tribe of Judah. He's the mediator of a better covenant. He was the nail that was fastened in a sure place. He was the only Lord God. He is the great physician. He is quick in understanding. He is the refuge from the storm. He is our shield. He is our true vine. He is our unspeakable gift. He is our very God of peace. He is the well of salvation. He is the express image of the Father. He is the yoke fellow of God. And according to John 2, he is the zeal of the house of the Lord. There's about 920 something other ones left. But I'm so glad to know he's God from A to Z. I may not I have to be able to spell it all the way out. But as long as I can spell J-E-S-U-S, all 952 attachments come running with it. Is there anybody grateful for the kingdom key in his name? Oh, I got good news. 
because at the name of Jesus, all of the attachments are summoned. Every one of them are summoned at the name. When you say the name of Jesus, 952 attachments come running into your child's room. When you say the name of Jesus, 952 attachments go running into a hospital room. When you say the name of Jesus, 952 other names come rushing into your job, your workplace, your finances, your relationship. Is there anybody grateful today for the power that is in his name? In his name. In his name. In his name. It's the kingdom key. Somebody just say Jesus. Uh. I'll warn you though. According to the book of Acts chapter 19. It talks about these sons called the seven sons of Sceva. They came over to a demon-possessed situation. And they thought they were going to exorcise the demon. So they said, we exorcise you in the name of Jesus by whom Paul preaches. And the demon leaped on those seven sons. Read the text. That's why I love the book. Beat them butt naked. And they ran for their ever-loving life. They knew the name, but they were not convinced of his power. Don't use his name if you're not convinced of what his name can do. There were seven, oh God, there were seven sons against this one demonic possession. Hear me today, more people does not equal more power. It's only found in the name of Jesus. There's another passage in the book of Exodus, chapter 20, where we find that you and I are not to take the Lord's name in, in vain. And many people say, well, that means like GD. That means, I submit to you that it goes deeper than that. That you bring his name to a situation you don't really want him a part of. That's when you take his name in vain. You use his name to access for you, but not for the glory of him. But today, <laughs> I'm ending right here. But today, we decree and we declare the name of Jesus over my money. The name of Jesus over my marriage. The name of Jesus over my business. The name of Jesus over my car. The name of Jesus over my health. The name of Jesus over my home. The name of Jesus over my hurt. The name of Jesus over my sickness. The name of Jesus over my despair. The name of Jesus over my prodigal child. The name of Jesus over my relationships. The name of Jesus over my mind. The name of Jesus over my walk. The name of Jesus over my speech, the name of Jesus over my negativity, the name of Jesus over that attack on me, the name of Jesus over my court case, the name of Jesus over my grandkids, the name of Jesus over my no kids, the name of Jesus over my dogs, the name of Jesus over my roof, the name of Jesus over my dreams, the name of Jesus over my job, the name of Jesus over my boss, the name of Jesus over my employees, the name of Jesus over my sales, the name of Jesus over 
for my promotion? What am I doing? I'm just lifting the name of Jesus above it all. Above it all. Above it all. His name is a master key. Now, before you think you can just roll up and open everything, when I say it's a master key, it means he's my master and that's the key. See, many of us love him to be Savior. But he doesn't want to just be your Savior. He wants to be your Savior and Lord. It's easy for us to say, he saved me. How about, I'm yielded to him. He saved me, and today, I'm surrendered. On this, go ahead, Antoine. On this Resurrection Sunday, I'm trying to bring us back to our foundation. You didn't get saved by a preacher's name. You didn't get saved by a parent's name. And you are not disqualified by a preacher or a parent's name either. Christ is our firm foundation. He's our firm foundation. Some trust in horses and some trust in chariots. Uh, 2022, you ready? Some trust in elephants and some trust in donkeys. But we trust in the name that is above it all. Ladies and gentlemen, under the sound of my voice in this room, watching, listening to the radio, he is the king of every king. He is the Lord of every Lord. He is the president of presidents. He is the czar of czars. He's the CEO of CEOs. He is the, here's a word for you, he's the potentates of potentates. He is the God of it all. And his name is Christ is my firm foundation, the rock on which I stand. When everything around me shaking, I've never been more glad that I put my faith in Jesus. Why? He's never let me. He's faithful. Faithful through generations. So why would he fail? Somebody say, he won't 
How many are grateful? How many are grateful that he's always there? He's always there. Christ is my firm foundation. He's the rock upon which I stand. When everything around me is shaken, I'll never Hey, why? Then I put my faith in Jesus. Cause he's never let me down. He's faithful.
Somebody just thank you. 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 Just thank you. Oh, I just hear the Lord saying, you didn't build that foundation in the storm. But you built me as your foundation knowing the storm was coming. The Lord said, I'm still strong enough to hold you. I'm still a secure foundation. The rains came, winds blew, but my house was built. <laughs> and I'm safe with you. I'm gonna make it through. Rains came, my house was I want you to look at a neighbor and tell them, say, you're going to make it. You're going to make it. Find another neighbor, tell them, say, you're, you're going to make it. You're going to make it. You're going to make it. One last time, say, you're going to make it. My house was built on Christ is my firm foundation. He's the rock on which I stand. When everything around me is shaking, I'll never get that I put my faith in. He's never Look at this. He's faithful through generations. So why would he fail now? Somebody say, He won't. <laughs> he won't. What won't he do? He won't fail. about eyes are closed I've given you the name and in a minute we're gonna call his name again and 952 attachments are gonna be summoned and it does not matter what the need is today this is why we say things like our God is able You're surrounded by people that know his name, hear me, and are convinced of his power. But maybe you're the one standing in the room today and you say, I know his name. I'm just not sure he can deal with my situation. Well, guess what? I got enough faith for me and you today. 
You name me a name and I'll give you a name above that name. Well, Pastor, I have the name of depression. I'll give you a name above depression. Well, Pastor, I'm struggling with perversion. I'll give you a name above perversion. Pastor, I struggle. I have, I, I have anxiety. I'll give you a name above anxiety. I just got diagnosed with cancer. I'll give you a name above cancer. You name me a name and I'll give you a name above it. If you're in this room today and you don't know him as Savior, or you're here today and you have not surrendered to him as Lord, this is the call of God this resurrection morning if you're in this room and you're far from God or maybe you're not yielded completely to him I'm going to ask the question I asked Friday night I'm going to make the statement that I made Friday night choose you this day who you're going to serve it is the greatest relationship and it takes all the pressure off. And even when I have cares, I get to take those cares and cast them on him. It is the greatest relationship you could ever know. If you're in this room this morning and you have not received him as Savior, or you have not surrendered to him as Lord, heads are bowed, eyes are closed, Say, Pastor, that's me. Just remember me when you pray. Slip up that hand all over the room. Slip up that hand. I'm looking for you. I'm looking for you. I'm looking for you. From my left to your far right, I'm looking for you. Front row all the way to the back. Right there in the center section. Yes, sir, I see that hand. You can put it right back down. There's one. Come on, is there anybody else? I'm looking. I'm scanning the middle section now. I'm scanning it all. I'm scanning it. To my far right to your far left, I'm looking for you. From the front row all the way to the back. Today, today, I choose you. Amen. Well, there's one, so let's pray about it. You ready? You ready? Let's pray about it. Let's pray about it. You ready? Lord Jesus, I'm yours, and you're enough. Today, wash me, save me. Make me yours. Today, I surrender my life completely to you. Lead me. Guide me. But most of all, stay with me. Make yourself known to me. I give myself completely to you. Now reveal yourself completely to me. We ask it in Jesus' name. Somebody just say amen, amen, amen. Come on, just say amen. Oh, one last time, Christ is my firm foundation. Come on. He's a rock for me. What is it? Ah. I'll never be more. 
Cause I put my faith in Jesus. Oh, 